The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. Uh, we have to talk about the World Cup. Uh, as always on a Friday on the hard shoulder we talk about sport but uh, Kieran Cunningham chief sports writer with the Irish Daily Star it is matters off the pitch in Qatar that completely dominate the conversation uh, it, it'd be funny if it wasn't tragic no beer at the stadiums uh, multi-million dollar deals with sponsors ripped up uh, reporters being harassed on the street by uh, officials from uh, the Qatari government it, it's as bad as we'd expected and it hasn't even started yet yeah, like it could be remembered as the Omni Shambles World Cup, you know, to use a phrase Malcolm Tucker uh, was fond of in the thick of it. D- don't use any more phrases from Malcolm Tucker now. <laughs> it's the wrong time of the day for Indeed. that. Indeed, but, um, you know, the beer one is uh, is an interesting one because, you know, but like nobody has watched the England football team play sober in 1935, <laughs> uh, since 1935, I think, and particularly Gareth Southgate's England. I think you need the hardest of liquor to 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 sit through a game. You probably need potching or twenty year old scotch, and you know they the are. There's kind of a compromise that the, you will be able to get a couple of beers, and it is going to be controlled in in fan parks. But four get four, four, four yeah, beers four. at about thirteen fifty each. So yeah. you'd want to have deep pockets. Yeah, you would. And uh, like I've gone to a couple of World Cups, and uh, the last one I was at was two thousand and six in Germany. And Germany would have a strong uh, beer drinking culture in particular, and the fan parks were huge successful and there were there was a great buzz and a great atmosphere around that and in the stadiums like there was no real trouble you know people did have a drink and like you, you only have to think back to Irish fans in Poland for the Euros in 2012 or in France for the Euros four years later you know that the whole beer thing is a big part of these football festivals and it you know it does highlight how wrong it was you know one of the many many reasons why it was wrong to give it to a country like Qatar and you have to respect their culture in that al- alcohol is is so alien to Islamic culture. Like you see when Liverpool have won trophies and they're celebrating with bo- the players with a bottle of champagne for team pick and how careful they are to keep them away from, say, a Sadio Mane and Mohamed Salah that even a drop of champagne that got onto their shirt would be seen as deeply re- disrespectful to their faith. So this was always going to be an issue when Budweiser are one of the main sponsors of a World Cup. But the fact that such a late U-turn has been made, that they mm. did say, the organisers said they would allow drinking in the stadium, and now have changed, you know, just a couple of days out from the... But if you look, if you look at what FIFA have said, um, Kieran, they, they've said, well, this is fine, this is, this is OK, they've, they've told us not to do this, and, and Budweiser have agreed, so carry on, it's, it's, it's not like there's anything to see here. I, like they, they are washing their hands of the shambles that they themselves created 12 years ago. Yeah, and uh, there was actually a very interesting tweet in the, the official Budweiser account earlier today, and it was something like, no, this is interesting. And then it, <laughs> but that tweet was quickly deleted. But that yeah, was an indication. Was, I guess it was. Yeah, but that was an indication, I think, that in Budweiser headquarters, their eyebrows were raised at this. I think we're one of the main uh, companies bankrolling this circus, and suddenly the rug has been pulled from under our feet. And, you know, you mentioned there, like, TV crews have had, been, have had a bit of hassle from security and, you know, uh, organisers this week. And I think it does highlight, we kind of forget because it's so wealthy, but we forget how small Qatar is. Like, Qatar, it's effectively like, like uh, Wicklow uh, hosting a World Cup. 
Mm. But but Wicklow is more of a football tradition, you know. So they're not they, they have the money, but they're not used to the eyes of the world being on them like this. And suddenly this yeah. sc- amount of scrutiny, TV crews from everywhere setting up and filming, and they're going, "What is going e- on here?" But we haven't even gotten to the big issue, yeah. which is why it's being staged in November, December, which is the heat. Yeah. And I was watching the Welsh team uh, on the BBC News last night saying, "Well, we went around for a walk, and we we had to sit down after it." Uh, and you're expecting these. High-level athletes, not you, you and I, might struggle uh, doing a little mm. bit of a run out there. These guys, even they're saying, I don't know what kind of quality football we can put on when we can barely breathe with the heat. Yeah, yeah. The talk is about around twenty-eight degrees, but you know, with various uh, other factors, it can be very dry heat as well, which which is very uncomfortable when you're running around. Um, but you know everything is everything about this is wrong. Like, there's no ju- there's no actual justification for this tournament. And you know, I actually I actually really hope it could becomes completely chaotic. You know that what we've seen over the next few weeks continues, because Saudi Arabia have made it clear they want to bid for both the Olympics and the World Cup. And if, you know, Qatar if Qatar goes well. It strengthens their hand to get, you know, for uh, strengthens the hand of another country in that region to host it, and Saudi would be even more problematic than Qatar is, you know, when you consider what's going on at Saudi. But Saudi have made a huge bid, to, you know, they've made progress in hosting events at so many different sports. Now they want the two big prizes, the World Cup and the Olympics. Yeah. So what happens now uh, over the next few weeks will be fascinating. Uh, Kieran, of course, the Irish team took a collective decision uh, about 18 months ago uh, to not go to Qatar and to deliberately lose their matches uh, in the World Cup qualifying. It was nice of them to do that so we don't have to worry about well, it. But look, well, you, you, well, you could argue that, that that decision was made 20 years ago, that uh, over five or six <laughs> World Cups, the Ireland team decided that, that, that you know, it's better off without them. They're consistent, at least. Uh, but when we were looking at the match last night against Norway uh, and two goals conceded from set pieces, I'm glad for that there because it would be frustrating had we made it it would like it's you know it's 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 hard for us um for people who remember kind of glory days to an extent under the Ireland team you know even going back to Euro 2016 not that long ago and and beating Italy and beating Germany to qualify we remember that so vividly but it's hard to accept where we are now and we sometimes forget Ireland didn't lose to Luxembourg a couple of years ago by accident. Like that's Ireland's level now that they are battling against teams um, to get results that they would have been expected to be comfortably just a few years ago. They are losing at home to Norway, didn't have Erling Haaland. And that Ireland looked so completely devoid of ideas um, against a team that played just with a basic low block defence. But... You know, I don't think many people outside of Ireland are lamenting the loss of Ireland from a World Cup. Like, we'd all love to get back there. We'd all love to be part of the party. Though it would be interesting how we'd be looking at Qatar, going to Qatar, if we were part of it. Because it was interesting, the Norwegian manager said he's not going to go there. Stephen Kenny is to scout Euro's opponents. But he said, no, he doesn't agree with the World Cup being there. He's not going to go. Yeah, Tony O'Donoghue carrying the entire nation with him uh, as he seems to be the Irishman uh, we've sent over there to observe this um, from from the ground as opposed to watching from afar like the rest of us. Um, Kieran Cunningham, uh, Chief Sports Writer with the Irish Daily Star. Thank you very much for your thoughts. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cunningham with Nissan weekdays from four on News Talk. As a major research institution, Arizona State University offers the most online bachelor's degree programs. Along with world-class faculty and dedicated support, discover why ASU is ranked number one in innovation for nine consecutive years. Tap to learn more.